Hello and welcome to the class experiment. So yesterday, Wednesday, March 1st, uh, podcaster and current documentary uh, filmmaker Radix Verum was swatted. This comes at a time uh, not long after two of the people that she was interviewing for the documentary about the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, if you want to call it that, because the plot really wasn't developed by the people who were being convicted of it, uh, those two people who had made statements to a congressional committee on the weaponization of certain alphabet agencies, uh, when their statements were released on YouTube and a few articles were written online about their statements, uh, what they were saying and where these were going to be, uh, who they're going to be given to. These two men were transferred from <laughs> normal prisons, uh, which, uh, yeah, you think that there might be normal and then there's like the supermax prisons. Well, they got moved to a supermax, not any supermax, but the same solitary confinement supermax that had Timothy McVeigh, the Unabomber, uh, uh, the, the guy from the first uh, World Trade Center bombing. Uh, these individuals who are known to be violent offenders, uh, who you might not want to have uh, contact with the outside world, that is the type of person that the Supermax was designed for. And what we have today is two goofballs who are talking crap while drinking beer around a campfire are now being moved to a supermax where they are in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day. They get one hour outside of their cell and they're probably not going to use that hour to call somebody who's making a documentary. They're probably going to call their lawyers or their family if they're allowed to. Now, this comes at a time where there's a lot of changes being made to different platforms, uh, including the one that Raid Experiment is on. The quartering, uh, Jeremy over there at the quartering, has been noticing as of last month that his viewership has dropped. He's, he's gotten more subscribers and members to his channel, but overall, the number of people who are watching his content, which... He hasn't changed his content. His content hasn't declined in numbers or hours. He's still producing the same amount of stuff, but his viewership has dropped by about half. This comes at a time where YouTube is now pushing their uh, shorts. Uh, everyone else in the world would refer to it as uh, knockoff TikToks, <laughs> but YouTube, for some reason, has decided to try to branch out and compete with TikTok for short videos, meanwhile, ignoring the, the channels that have made their platform what it is today, uh, making sure that the people who run those platforms and make those videos and that content are not paid a living wage for the job that they are doing, and... Um, yeah, this is just another example of a uh, internet company that is 
I don't know, trying to save its own ass? I don't know if revenue is down at Google. I don't know what exactly is going on at YouTube to where now they're trying to uh, save money by not paying people and messing with the algorithms, making it so that you can't find the content that you want to view because they'd rather have you watching these short, shitty videos that, quite frankly, some are funny, but for the most part, they're just, uh, it's like junk food. That's what the shorts are. It's just junk food. You're just eating shitty candy. It does nothing good for you. Um, and Jeremy had a very good point when it came to uh, what he thought was going on. You have these issues with the war in Ukraine, uh, the truth is finally coming out about the pandemic. You have the train derailment in East Palestine, which is funny because a lot of the, the things that made people start questioning what was really going on in East Palestine came from TikTok and YouTube short videos. So it's maybe it doesn't uh, fit his argument, but he was saying that perhaps they're trying to make it so that online journalists and um, content creators aren't going to be able to uh, debunk a lot of the official narratives that people are people they them uh, are pushing on the public uh, perhaps this is one of their methods of making it so that uh, the population remains docile or it could be and I'm just putting this out there as my own theory uh, we're heading towards uh, World War III against Russia and China, and if there are YouTubers out there uh, spitting the truth about why we shouldn't be over there, what's really going on, there's no freaking way we could win this war at all, you're just cannon fodder, uh, they don't want the public to be hearing stuff like that. So perhaps in preparation for this event, they're now cleaning house when it comes to making it so that nobody can find these videos or they're just not going to promote that kind of material. It's really hard to make an anti-war statement in 15 seconds if uh, that's what they're giving you with these shorts. So, I don't know. Uh, I feel like uh, YouTube is just following the... Um, the same method that Amazon has been using the last couple of years. Remember Jeff Bezos started that website selling books online. Uh, he expanded into just about everything to where now he's the modern day version of the Sears catalog. And uh, towards the end, you know, let me put it this way. Towards the beginning, back in 2014, 2015, when authors who have been rejected by publishing companies for years started posting their stuff on Amazon and made a living on self-publishing through their platform, that is no longer an option. I'm just going to be frank and blunt about that because this Amazon Prime bullshit when it comes to uh, adding your books to their catalog of things that can be downloaded by Prime members really don't get paid for that anymore. It is a small fraction of the royalties you should be paid. Regardless of whether they read the entire book or not, 
you're not going to get that two or three dollars anymore you're looking at like 15 20 cents now so there's no way to make a living unless <laughs> unless you are able to advertise outside of Amazon not add it to the uh, the prime catalog and have your readers find your book and and either download it or buy it straight from the platform that is the only way you're going to get royalties now and most people do not have that ability uh, I've seen a few successful people who did such a thing uh, through YouTube but not all of us can be former models and uh, not all of us have previous careers in other industries so if you're just an author and you enjoy writing your books, you like your stories, you'd like to make a living off of uh, producing this material. Uh, unfortunately, Amazon has now shut and slammed the door in your face, even though we're the ones who helped build their catalog. So getting back to Radix Verum, uh, Christina's channel, I don't think that it's been suppressed as of yet on YouTube. I'm still getting notifications for her channel. I'm really curious as to what things are going to look like when um, her documentary is released. And I don't know how she's planning on releasing that. Uh, she says she still possibly has a year before it's finished. And who knows what the hell YouTube is going to look like by then. I mean, they already changed everything with this new... Um, leader that they hired um, they ousted one guy hired this new woman uh, immediately she started making changes to the algorithm and uh, I just don't know how that's going to work for putting out something like a documentary I have no idea if she's going to distribute this if it's I highly doubt theaters I think this is going to be something like loose change right where Somebody makes it, they post it, people start watching it, and then they're like, holy crap, dude, oh my God, you need to watch this. And next thing you know, it's in the tens of millions of downloads and views. So, I don't know. I don't know what she's planning, if she's looking at different options or not. I just have this distinct feeling that the closer she gets to having this thing released, um, there's the very, very good possibility of um, bad things happening. I mean, we've already seen several journalists getting busted for for things. Here's where um, I feel Barack Obama and Joe Biden are correcting their mistakes from the past because they've gone after journalists before. They've gone after them for not outing sources, which is protected by the First Amendment. But they put them in jail anyways, saying it was a matter of national security, which is complete and utter bullshit. They know the legalities of that. We had a president who was a constitutional law professor, somehow uh, never read the Constitution from my uh, viewpoint. But um, we've seen this pattern of behavior and uh, just recently, James Gordon Meek was arrested allegedly for transportation of uh, child um, abuse material, if you will. And um, the funny thing is, they announced that he's been arrested. They're keeping him detained until he goes to trial. 
and yet nobody is questioning the fact that it took the FBI nine months to find the evidence on his laptop. Like, for one, I, I don't think James Gordon Meek is going to be dumb enough to have material like that on his cell phone or his laptop. This is a guy who worked in war zones. He's familiar with the uh, alphabet agencies and their procedures. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I think they're removing him from the equation. I think he was looking into something that they did not want him to look into. Uh, personally, that's just my opinion. And if it turns out that he really is uh, the type of person that they say he is, well then, yeah, lock him up, obviously. But considering that uh, the FBI has been protecting their own employees who are engaging in that activity, look up the recent article on theclassexperiment.com, um, yeah. And the thing with that article is, even though there was an FBI agent who admitted to his superiors to um, abusing his own daughter and grandchild in a certain manner, the article also stated that none of these people who were talked about, the drunk drivers, the people losing their firearms, the domestic abusers, uh, none of them saw prison time and the most that they ever had happen to them was suspensions. Keep that in mind. They, they stated that none of these people saw prison time. So even the guy who admitted that he was doing horrible things to his own daughter and grandchild uh, didn't go to prison. And yet, these are the same agents that are sent after somebody like James Gordon Meek and even though they have experience in uh, this type of behavior, it takes them nine months to put a case together to indict him for, for these crimes. It doesn't make any sense to me. And really, uh, if they work this slowly on um, putting a case like that together when they have all the material at their hands, it just tells me there really wasn't anything there to begin with. So I want to close up with this last thought, and that is, uh, I feel like with what is happening with Amazon, what is happening with YouTube as of lately, it's almost like the tech industry is in unison with making sure that nobody can really make an income from doing these type of jobs from home. Uh, it's taking away people's independence, and uh, hey, uh, <laughs> This is a conspiracy theory channel, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Doesn't that sound like some type of weird control thing that, I don't know, the World Economic Forum with their Great Reset program would be into? I'm just putting it out there. Uh, it just seems like all the options for people who don't want to work in a factory, who don't want to work in the service industry, you know, there's already good reasons why men in particular are checking out of the workforce and um, has a lot to do with this woke agenda and this blatant racism that's happening uh, in our workforce but um, yeah we've, we've already got a, a good chunk of the population who's checking out 
the people who don't want to work in these crappy jobs anymore and decide that they're going to become YouTubers and podcasters, um, now all of a sudden those doors are being shut and the people who built these platforms are now uh, losing their ability to make a living on doing this type of stuff. And I don't, it almost seems like the catalogs are big enough now and they have like their, their big channels to where these, these outlets are like, yeah, well, we can start treating these people badly now because we know that we're not going to go out of business doing this. But overall, it's like that should probably be our main goal right now is uh, if this is how they're going to treat people. Like I already took my stuff off the Amazon Prime catalog. So if you want to check out my books... Well, I hate to say it, but good luck finding most of my stuff if you type my name in. Because uh, the majority of my catalog no longer comes up in the searches. Which is weird, right? Like, every time I sell a book, Amazon makes money. But if they can't... (laughs) Even though they get, like, a good chunk of, like, whatever sales I have... Because I said, screw you and your Prime program, and I don't want my stuff in your catalog anymore, they're like, well, fine, you're not going to appear in my, uh, my, our searches anymore. And, um, yeah, and they know. It's like, where else are you going to post your books? There's, there's really no alternative to that market. So, unfortunately, unless we start getting, like, alternatives to these platforms who seem to enjoy treating people that built up their platforms for them uh, in a shitty manner until we start saying F you to to these outlets. Like, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. So if anybody has any ideas, uh, I'd really like to hear them. So until next time, keep on typing.